0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Low Vision, brought to you by the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. My name is Dr. Bill Takesta and I'll be your host this evening. Tonight, we're going to be talking about some of the great scholarships that are offered by the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, and specifically the Fred Scheigert Scholarship. This is a scholarship that is very, very helpful to those students who do have low vision, and they can use these funds to assist in the purchase of low vision devices or books and tuition. And tonight, we're very fortunate to have Lindsay Tilden on the call, who is the chairperson of the Fred Shiger Scholarship. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thanks, Dr. Bell. Yes. You know, this is the first time that we've ever been able to have a podcast recording on this really great scholarship that the CCLVI and the ACB have put out. And so how about for yourself? How long have you been the chairperson of this really nice scholarship?
1: I've been the chair for the scholarship uh, committee for the last three years, and I've served on the committee for the last six.
0: And I understand that you yourself were uh, an applicant who actually won one of these scholarships a few years ago.
1: Yes, I was uh, a freshman recipient uh, back in 2005 and the Scheigert Scholarship is actually how I found my way into CCLVI and ACB.
0: Wow, that is so good. And and so right now are you a senior then at uh, uh, your college?
1: Uh, no, I graduated a few years ago. Um, I finished both my bachelor's and master's degree, and I've been working for five years as a speech-language pathologist.
0: Oh, that is really, really fantastic. How do you like being a speech-language pathologist?
1: I love it. It's a really rewarding position to have. I get to help children and families and um, make a, a big difference in the community.
0: Yes, and, and we we do see it. You know, I know here in California there are so many children who have uh, disorders of the autism spectrum and there's so much need for speech-language therapists that there really is a shortage out here.
1: There is, yeah. There's always job openings and it's a really good field and it's a very uh, accessible field I've found as a person with low vision too.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Have you found that are there any aspects of being a speech therapist or a speech-language pathologist that your vision really interferes with your ability to do your job, or is it such that you can use visual aids if you need them?
1: For working with um, the school population, which is what I do, it's, it's really um, open to that. Having a lot of low vision technology um, it helps support, and I have some supportive coworkers who help with things that might be a little bit more difficult in terms of observation. Working in the hospital setting can be a little bit more challenging because a large portion of the job involves doing uh,
0: swallowing studies, and that needs a lot of vision to it. Oh, uh uh-huh. But I just think it is so great that, you know, the students of all ages can see you being a person who has a vision problem, but still you're able to be one of the speech therapists, speech pathologists there, and you're earning your own great income. I, I know that speech pathologists get paid quite well, too. <laughs> so congratulations. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Yeah, I, I, It's a really nice tie-in that I use frequently with my students. I work with elementary, but I, I even use it with them saying, you know, I, this is my disability, and I've found ways and accommodations and adaptations to still find ways to be successful, and, and you can, too. So.
0: Gosh, that is really great. Well, well, tonight, Lindsay, would you tell us about the Fred Scheigert Scholarship, how it was established, and who are people that may apply for this really nice award?
1: Sure. The uh, Fred Scheigert Scholarship is uh, generously provided by, uh, as you might guess, uh, Fred Scheigert, who is a longtime um, member of CCLVI and ACB. It's a scholarship that's provided uh, every year to three students who have low vision, one in, um, uh, as an um, incoming freshman uh, college student, one to a current undergraduate student, and one to a graduate
0: student. And what are some of the other types of requirements? Does it require that the person has to be totally blind or legally blind, or are there any visual requirements?
1: The visual requirements uh, are um, either acuity, um best corrected to 2070 uh, or worse, or a visual field restriction of no greater than 30 degrees. And there's no cutoff for the amount of vision that a, a applicant needs. Um, obviously, it's from CCLBI, so it's, it's specifically intended for individuals who have some level of usable vision, but um, anyone who who has less than than those requirements is is uh, welcome to apply.
0: And what is the amount of the award scholarship that is given for each each of these different grade levels, per se?
1: Each scholarship is $3,000, which uh, is a nice amount for a scholarship. Um, in addition to that, uh, all of our winners are um, expected to attend the national convention, which is held each year in conjunction with the ACB convention, uh, and the expenses for attending CCLVI's portion of that are, are covered by CCLVI.
0: Oh, is that right? So mm-hmm. this year is, it's going to be in Reno in uh, July? Is that when the, this conference is?
1: That's correct. It's this year from um, June. The, the entire convention is from June 30th to July um, yeah. I believe, and CCLVI's portion will go through um, July 5th, and so that's the portion that we'll be uh, covering for our scholarship winners to attend.
0: Wow, that's really, really generous. That's fantastic, and I, I've been to the conference before at Reno, and it was really, really, really great there. Uh, now, for the people who do apply for this, what other types of materials do they have to provide to you? There it their transcripts from grades, or do they have to write an essay?
1: hmm The scholarship is entirely online, the application. Um, applicants uh, request a login to the website through the website. There's a, a Shagert Scholarship tab on uh, our website, cclvi.org, Um the application has several uh, essay um, sections, and then um, each applicant needs to submit a transcript, a, uh, two letters of a recommendation, as well as a verification of low vision, and that can be a letter from an optometrist, ophthalmologist, low vision specialist, vocational rehab um, mm. counselor, and uh, freshman applicants. And other applicants who are going to be attending a new school in the coming year need to also submit
0: a letter of acceptance from the school they will be attending. Oh, that's great. So actually it's not that much work, you know, as far as the amount of information and the amount of work one has to do to apply to it. It's actually quite easy.
1: It's fairly simple, and everything is done through the website, including all of the submission of of supporting documents.
0: And, Lindsay, when is the deadline to get your application in for this 2017 scholarship?
1: The application is uh, open right now. It's been open since January 1st, and it will close at 11.59 p.m. Eastern time on March
0: 1st. Okay, great, great. And I know that this evening for this particular interview, uh, you have two of your recipients from 2016 on the call. Uh, Do you mind introducing them to us?
1: Not at all. We're we're quite privileged to have two of our 2016 winners with us. They were in convention with us last July. Um, we have uh, Samantha Mayberry, or Sam, um, who is a freshman at Columbia College in Chicago, and we have Tommy Woodyard, who is a sophomore at the University of Georgia.
0: Welcome to the show, and congratulations to both of you on on winning that money. I I, I bet you were just, both were really very, very pleased, weren't you?
2: Oh, yes, absolutely. Very, very grateful.
0: (laughs) Well, let's start with you, Sam. uh, You know, so tell us about what is it that you're majoring in right now at uh, Columbia?
2: I am majoring in acting.
0: Oh, really? Oh, that's great. Now, have you been doing acting as a young child, too?
2: Actually, I just kind of got into it as a sophomore in high school. Um, I grew up uh, in a really small-town school and decided my sophomore year that it wasn't right for me, so I moved to a slightly bigger school. And uh, they had an outstanding theater program, and I found myself really involved in that, and I just really clicked with um, the whole aspect of acting and being on stage in front of a camera, and I just knew that that's what I was meant to do.
0: Oh, my goodness. So you really haven't done it that long, but you've already found success. And, you know, you have a, a great speaking voice, too. It sounds really great over the phone here.
2: Oh, thank you.
0: Now, now, what do you think that you would like to do? Would you like to be in television shows or movies, or are you hoping to be doing things on Broadway?
2: Well, um, I'm more of a camera person than a stage person, really. Um, so, I'm hoping to be uh, in LA and working on TV shows and movies, and just taking whatever comes along.
0: Oh, that is great! And so, being being a, a camera type of person, what what does that mean? Uh, it means that you just really look so good in the camera that you would be great on television or on the big screen
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't necessarily know about that, but um <laughs> i just uh, I really like portraying characters and being being myself and not myself um, wow. on camera and it's just a really it's a really great art It's just something I'm really passionate about.
0: Now uh, have you been to Hollywood or have you tried out for any of these auditions here in Los Angeles?
2: I have not, actually. Um, I'm hoping to get out there as soon as I can, but, um, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, this is just really a coincidence. Um, uh, You and I, we've never met before, but I'd like to get back in touch with you because my son is a producer slash director. Oh. Yes, he, he loves making movies, and they do so many of these movies for the Internet, these internet series and uh, they're very, very popular and uh, they're always screening, uh, I guess they call it casting for actors and such. So I really would like to see if I could get you in touch with him and this will be something that we can see if there's some shows that they could use you in and that'll be a great start.
2: Oh yes, that would be fantastic. I'm always. Always always glad to make connections and find new opportunities so yes that would be fabulous thank you
0: yes yes well uh, i I'll, I'll get my contact information to Lindsay and she could share it with you but tell us how did you use the funds from the Fred Scheigert scholarship during your freshman year
2: well um, I just about everything um, I needed <laughs> I needed it for I needed it for my tuition um, for my room and board for my housing, Um, I needed it for textbooks, I have just kind of tried to spread it out among everything that I'm using, um, just to kind of be here in Chicago, this is just such a great opportunity that I just definitely would not have had at all without the Fred Steigerd Scholarship.
0: Gosh, and you know, by all of us listening to you on this podcast, uh, Sam, you just sound so poised, and you sound so happy and so animated. And you know this isn't always something that we always hear with students who do have low vision. Uh, I myself, I I was a low vision eye doctor until I ironically lost my own vision. And I know that when I lost my vision, I was very very sad and very angry. And um, how did, how have you overcome your 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 problems as being a student with low vision? Because you just sound so fantastic and so independent.
2: Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, well, it has been a bit of a struggle, um, especially being in stage productions and in any kind of production. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of working in dark and dim lighting, mm-hmm. which is um, very difficult for me because I have retinitis pigmentosa (RP), mm-hmm. and that causes me to have little to no night vision whatsoever. So. It's, I, I can basically see nothing backstage or when the lights are down really low and it's it's really hard for me, but I think my determination and just I'm just so stubborn. Um, I just definitely wasn't going to let something like this get in my way. So I found little tricks and ways to help myself through it and here I am.
0: Yeah, now how do you how do you compensate for that if it is Uh, you know, backstage, they want you to do something. Do you ever carry around the mini mag flashlights that are very tiny but very bright?
2: I have um, used those flashlights in situations where I'm outside in the dark by myself or uh, sometimes at a restaurant, actually, when I can't see the menu. Um, In productions, it's a little bit harder to use things because it's a problem, you know, getting in the way with the production and you don't want to be a distraction. So I've kind of Found my own way, it sounds silly, but um i 'll spend a lot of time, sometimes hours um, studying the set in the light and memorizing where everything is and memorizing where things go when they move, and then when uh, the lights go out, I can manage a whole lot better and I kind of remember where everything is, even though i can 't see anything
0: wow that 's so amazing <laughs> gosh now now do do some of the other actors and do the directors do they know that you have a vision problem? Uh, Have you found it to be easier when you explain that to them? Or is it such that they just don't quite understand it because they say, you know, Sam, you don't have a vision problem. Your eyes look perfect.
2: (laughs) Well, um, in high school, it was pretty interesting. I actually had a lot of help and a lot of support. My uh, theater director was absolutely thrilled to have someone who had so much working against them to still be passionate and want to be in the program. So he did everything he could to help me. Um, And all of my cast and crew members, they were just fabulous. Um, They, they, they all just loved to help me. Uh, If I needed anything, there were always, there was always someone by my side, making sure I knew where I was going, making sure I had what I needed. Um, It was a lot of fun, but in some circumstances, I think it, In my future, it might be difficult to get a role that I want or something like that due to this, and I hope that doesn't become a problem, but I intend to advocate and make sure everyone understands.
0: Yes, and they will, and uh, you would actually be surprised. I don't want to say the name of some of these actors and actresses, but uh, when I was a practicing eye doctor... I would see a lot of the movie stars and celebrities, and there are people who are in the movies, and they do have low vision. And I had never would have guessed that these people had low vision, but they actually do. So they they definitely have ways of getting through that. And when you're a good actress, uh, you'll be able to do anything that you want out there. So, gosh... Congratulations mm-hmm. on, on, on winning that uh, freshman scholarship, Sam.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Yes. And uh, Tommy Woodyard, how are yes. you? Yes. Quite well. How about yourself? Great, great. Uh, so tell us, which scholarship did you win uh, last year in 2016? So I was
3: somehow able to win the Fred Schiger scholarship and... Uh, I attended the ACB National Convention to receive this scholarship
0: from CCLBI. Ah, oh, that is fantastic. And why did you say, I somehow want to... You, you have to be worthy of it. You must be very bright and talented for them to award that scholarship to you.
3: I just try... <laughs> with, I, I, I just do what I can, and it works out, but... uh I, I don't really know what uh what they saw in me.
0: So. <laughs> oh no. I heard some really great things uh about you from everybody. And oh, uh tell us, so where are you going to college at and, and what is your major? So that is a very
3: uh interesting question at the moment because it is currently in limbo. I am uh, a proud Georgia Bulldog as a as a sophomore. And I uh, was majoring in Japanese up until this past semester, and then I decided to change uh, to international affairs after meeting people from Sweden and the Netherlands and Denmark, and they showed me how uh, joyous an egalitarian society can be. So I've decided to learn more about the world because I I didn't know anything about it, so I decided that I might as well be exposed to even more and change my world
0: view. Gosh, I think that is so fantastic, and I don't know of too many people who are international affairs majors, and I would imagine when you graduate, you're going to have so many opportunities working for international corporations, wouldn't you?
3: I would like to think so.
0: That is really, really great. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about your vision. What is the cause of your vision impairment, and? How have you managed to get through all of these years of elementary, middle, and high school, and now you're a Georgia Bulldog? Uh, it must have been a lot of work. It was. It was especially a lot of work in high school. But uh, to uh,
3: to start from the top, I am uh, 20. So I was born at 26 weeks, and I have uh, retinopathy prematurity, nystagmus, glaucoma, and aphakia. And uh, with without my glasses. And without any extra aid, such as a monocular, I'm able to see around 2,200. And uh, I have no usable vision in my left eye at all, and I only have uh, the vision I mentioned before in my right eye. So I've had to go through school with using devices that either allow me to bring the content to myself via a camera that's attached to a monitor or have things blown up on the computer, which is generally the easier of the two because it's less expensive um but uh the school journey that i've had to embark on and still am on at the moment has been filled with uh many ups and downs but i do think that via all the experiences that i've been able to
0: uh,
3: have it's helped me be more firm in what i uh, believe about what should be done if anything is to arise that challenges my uh, rights as a student and uh, just this past semester I had something come up within the Japanese department that I was able to work out because I was aware of where I stood and I was aware of what their cultural misconception was because it was the first time I had an actual Japanese instructor and she didn't know about the ADA so once I told her about it she was very willing and she didn't actually she just she just had no idea so once that was handled Everything went smoothly.
0: Wow, is that right? So in Japan, they're really not too aware of the Americans with Disabilities Act? So she told me, and I'm
3: going on her her end because I don't really have any other frame of reference, that I guess schools over there are allowed to selectively choose which students are permitted to attend based upon their county, like their their, uh, prefecture.
0: Yes. Wow, that's really... It's a very
3: different system over there.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I was in Japan one time. I went there for a trip, and it was really so much different, more different than what I thought it was going to be. I, I really anticipated that most of the Japanese nationals would speak English. And when I went there, it was a summer, and my wife and my two children, uh, we were there, and it was hot. And so we're wearing shorts and T-shirts and... Everybody in Tokyo, all those men, no matter how hot it was, they still were wearing their suits. The women well, that's still dedication. Wearing their... <laughs> yes, it was so interesting. And hardly anybody spoke English over there. I just couldn't... The, uh, <laughs> I, uh,
3: I, uh, I thought about doing... Well, I still am potentially thinking about doing the JET program, which is where you go over and you teach English to Japanese students, and... Apparently, the big uh, to do over there is that it's just really not incorporated quickly enough into their curriculum because they only start uh, for actual grading purposes in fifth or sixth grade. So it's not very uh, it, it's not like it's not majorly enforced until middle school, essentially.
0: Oh, I understand. yeah, although wait. it's still the last year of elementary school for them, but. Well, the JET program is something that you could still pursue even as you're doing the International Affairs uh, major. Now, how did you come to afford all of this technology? You stated that you had a camera that was connected to a monitor and you had some other technology. How how did you afford that? Did you use the Fred Schigert Scholarship to help purchase this kind of equipment for you?
3: Uh, during my time at UGA... Uh, I have a visual book, which is the camera mounted on the monitor I previously referred to, and uh, I was able to put those funds to good use um by purchasing my own thanks to all the equipment that um that u g a allows you to look at and then you can choose if you want to rent it with them or if you want to buy your own because they're um they only have a limited supply, and their checkout and check in policies per semester are a little um unreliable at best, so I was able to uh, use the funds that I received from the scholarship to purchase that device of my own, and I also was able to use the money to help with tuition payments and room and board payments because
0: uh,
3: college is forever and probably has always been a business, and they try to nickel and dime you whenever they can, so they squeeze in a bunch of extra fees. Yes. So having any sort of support is definitely a benefit.
0: You know, uh, this is me speaking on behalf of my own opinion. This is not anything that's endorsed by the CCLVI, but one of the things that I have noticed over the years, because I've been following college tuitions and uh, my two children uh, have finished college, But it seems as though as soon as the government increases the amount of student loans, the tuition goes up by the same amount. Gee, isn't that just strange? (laughs) Gosh. So it just makes you have more and more and more debt. For
3: no other reason than to just get more expense out of you, you
0: know? Oh, it, it is just so difficult. And... You know, and this is what the statistics show is that when students graduate from undergraduate, the salaries that they're earning sure isn't enough to keep up with a lot of those high debts. So uh, we're so ever grateful to uh, CCLBI and the Fred Shigert Scholarship to be able to help folks such as you. And uh, I wanted to ask you, Sam, are you using any kind of technology at, at your university? And does the university offer any of this technology, such as computers with magnification or speech or video magnifiers?
2: <clears throat> um, well, the only thing that I'm really using as of right now is um, a feature on my laptop called AudioNote. And I know a lot of students use this. It's um, a, it's a feature where you can record Notes that your teacher is saying, and while you're typing them out, you can make notes and you can video what they're. It has all kinds of. It has all kinds of features on it that I haven't even begun to explore yet. Um,
0: but um, it's really, really helpful. Since it, it takes video also.
2: <clears throat> yes, it does. Um, it you can. It depends on what you set it up to do. It can take a video, um, and then your notes will like pop up right next to the video where they are in the lecture, and so you, you kind of have a matching situation going on there. Um, or you can just record what they're saying and have the same sort of deal. Um, you can highlight things that you write. Uh, that way you just don't have to take as extensive notes, and it's a lot easier for me.
0: Wow, that's great. And and this is a free program that came with your notebook computer?
2: <clears throat> <clears throat> um, No. <laughs> it's actually, it didn't come with, well, It's free, but it didn't come with my computer. I had to download it.
0: Oh, okay. So I'm going to have to share this with some of our other uh, clients and such. It's called Audio Chat?
2: Audio Note.
0: Audio Note. Okay, great. So uh, if you simply do a Google search for Audio Note, you could then download that uh, program for free, huh?
2: Yes, to my knowledge, that's. What it was, I didn't download it myself, I had a um so um a consultant vision consultant helped me out with that, but yes, to my knowledge, that is how it works.
0: Oh, great, Tom, have you ever heard of that
3: this is the uh this is the first time I've heard of it, even though I probably should have known about it beforehand, but this is my first exposure
0: yeah, it <laughs> seems like it it could be very very helpful and Tom, I don't know if many people have talked to you about your particular condition retinopathy of prematurity and being born after, did you say, 26 weeks? Yeah, I I weighed 1.9 pounds. You know, you're amazing. It is truly miraculous. Uh, When I was in practice as a low-vision eye doctor, I specialized in uh, children also. And when children are born before 32 weeks... They have serious vision problems. The, uh, you...
3: Oddly, that uh, that wasn't the doctor's main concern when I was born. They um, that they, what they, they said that I might have stomach issues, hearing problems, and uh, the inability to swallow. But my eyesight and my
0: uh, retina looked fine. So, boy, you know the other thing is that many many children who are born premature like that. They often have learning disabilities too, or they'll have speech problems as well. And you know, you're just another great example to show that even if you are born prematurely, or if you do have an eye condition such as retinopathy of prematurity, or if you do have retinitis pigmentosa, you can do what you want to do. You can. it shouldn't control. be your. It
3: shouldn't be your identity. You should be you're like. So some people uh, that that have retinopathy prematurity, they define themselves as uh, just a, like they define themselves as a person that's essentially controlled by it. And I define myself as just someone that happens to have it and have it.
0: Boy, you you and Samantha, you two young people are amazing, and uh, we we are so fortunate to have you part of CCLVI. I look forward to meeting you in person to listening to you speak and give some lectures. I also want to tell all of you out there is that the CCLVI, we also offer the Samuel Janinski Video Magnifier Award. And this is where we do offer different types of portable and desktop video magnifiers and other types of technology. So for more information on that, you could also go to www.cclvi.org and either click the Sam Janinski Video Magnifier Award or for the Fred Scheigert Award. And uh, Lindsay, do you have any other information that you'd like to share about other information that might be helpful for the students as they apply for these scholarships? Uh, I think we've covered
1: most of it, but um, yeah, our, our um, scholarship application is is open right now, and uh, I thank you for the timeliness of this call because it's perfect timing for any um, students who are are interested can look in uh, into seeing and, and applying. And Great. now before March first.
0: Great. And and does uh, the website does our website have a either an email address or a phone number if anybody is just having problems with doing the application uh, is there a way that they can get in touch with you or another person on the committee
1: yes um our our website has uh cclvi's 800 phone number they can call that number for questions or for email um they can uh email me at um scholarship at cclvi.org or uh For questions about issues with the website or application, they can email uh, webmaster at cclvi.org.
0: Great, great. Well, this is really, really helpful. So uh, we will be posting this particular podcast up on the Internet, and it will be available at www.cclvi.org and also at www.airs org. That's org, And please share it with anybody who you think may be eligible to apply for this scholarship. So once again, I'd like to thank you, Mr. Dick Burden from Alley, for recording this. And Lindsay, uh, Tommy, and Sam, thank you very much for being on the show. And we hope to see you next month. Good night, everybody.